0: From the PSIA ASI Studios in Breckenridge, Colorado at the DoubleTree, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair, and we're here visiting with Jeff Breyer this evening. Jeff's uh, got a very varied background. Jeff, thanks very much for taking the time to chat with us. Uh, great to be here, George. So tell us, why are you here, first of all? What, what's going on this weekend?
1: Well, we have the director's portion of the member school management seminar. So participating in that uh, brought some staff, some trainers, some managers um, from Eldora to also participate in the festivities as well. And we were looking at some kind of serious topics
0: to go over, but But, you love border cross. And as we were talking, it was like, you know what? I want to talk to you about something that you really love to do and love to teach and coach. So what is it about border cross that really grabs you?
1: Well, number one, um, it combines all elements of uh, snowboarding into one competition. So you can't just be awesome at GS racing or freestyle or all-mountain. You have to have all those skills, put them together in one race uh, to be the best. Uh, you also have unbelievable sensations throughout different courses and wild features that they build uh, that you can't experience anywhere else. It's. It, I don't want to just say it's a roller coaster type ride but when you get done with it uh, a practice session you almost feel let down a little bit that you can't go ride it again until tomorrow you know so besides the competition i I enjoy handling all the features and sensations as well during a race
0: the sensations is something you talk a lot about with your staff i know when you're doing training it's about why do we do this i've got a passion for riding i've got a passion for skiing and it's like when you get specific It really is
1: about those sensations. It is. I mean, that's why most of us, if not all of us, continue to ski and snowboard. You know, if you ask someone, um, imagine your most memorable powder day, and if I could promise you you could have that run every day the rest of your life, except you couldn't feel the sensations involved with it, why would you want to continue doing it? You know so uh, the feedback from your board or skis whether it's a groomed run um, uh, fresh powder moguls tree run it, I mean that's why everyone keeps doing it so
0: you get such a for lack of a better word high from border cross
1: mm. how do
0: you from winning that George. feeling again <laughs> 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 when you can't get out there and do it maybe uh, on a regular <laughs> basis
1: you can kind of do it in pieces. So, you know, I can go uh, practice with racers and do a GS course. Um, I can go out and uh, lead a carving clinic, or just find some really great corduroy and lay out some turns and and kind of have that edge engagement going on. And then um, you, you can practice in the terrain park. Um, and it's kind of weird, but I try not to get air over jumps and go as fast as I can over them. So. It's an odd principle. So how do
0: you bring that feeling to skiers that you may have in a clinic that you're out with uh, if you're maybe combining the two on one day, riders and skiers?
1: Well, you can kind of make mini border cross courses out of certain terrain. So if you're going through the moguls, um, that's almost like a start section of a border cross course because you're absorbing and pumping a ton of features in a row and they're not all the same shape or size, you know? So that's some kind of fun you can bring into it. Um, when you do one of those cool sort of bank turns, tracks through the trees, that's bank turns. <laughs> so, um, but the flow you can create and accelerate in between each turn, you know, it's just like racing, so.
0: You know, what I really am liking hearing you talk about here is that you've got a designed course, but you're really taking it out, going all over the mountain.
1: Yeah, and uh, coming from the East Coast, they don't build a lot of great courses even when there are races. And if they do build a cool course, it's gone, you know, or you have to travel really far to get practice time on a course. So you have to kind of piecemeal your skills so that you can then put them together on race day. It's so. So how competitive
0: were you? I know this is something you really love to do. Were you uh, kind of tell us about your background in board cross.
1: Um, Just uh, raced USASA competitions, kind of a grassroots program across the U.S. And uh, uh, did the age group divisions. And um, as I got better and learned more and uh, started to coach a lot more, I won three out of four years in the legend division at nationals.
0: So when you're talented at something like that, (laughs) how is it – when you come into coaching, uh, this is something I assume you picked up. I mean, you loved it, uh, and you really took to it. When you're coaching someone, and maybe they're not getting it as quickly as you did, uh, is that frustrating for you?
1: No, uh, I didn't. I don't know if I got it quick, per se, but um, it, it's not frustrating. And and I don't want to say my people do get it quick or they don't get it quick. They get it at their rate, and um, I really focus uh, with racers especially or anyone fundamental skills. Um, a lot of folks get to a race course and they start to think, oh I need this advanced technique and I need to do this strategy and and come up with all these plans and and it's uh, what are your fundamental skills and can you sh- demonstrate them at a high level and if you don't possess them, you can't demonstrate them so Uh, A lot of the athlete athlete training or coaching I do uh, is really heavily based on let's get your fundamentals as strong as they can be because that's the pool of skill you have to draw from to put together on race day and make it through the course the fastest.
0: In your mind, what's the difference between teaching and coaching?
1: Um, I don't think I do it differently because I want the same experience for each group of people I'm working with, um, in terms of their enjoyment and success. Uh, I might talk differently, or demonstrate differently with an athlete, because I'm actually on the race course with them. So that's uh, kind of a neat benefit that if I'm competing, then I can um, take some athletes down the course and have them follow me through the lines instead of having to stand at the top and say hey turn three high to low you know bah, 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 you, you make sure you're you're hitting that uh double feature this way or whatever we can talk about the strategy but then i can go show them and do it in front of them or follow them and and give feedback in real time um you know the There's similarities in both a general public individual wanting to learn skiing or snowboarding or learning to be better in moguls or steeps or getting ready for their heli trip and athletes. There's a lot of mental stuff that goes along with it. Maybe a little, if there is a difference, maybe a little more with athletes. Like you have to really make sure you're addressing their capacity to handle things mentally uh, with the stress of 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 a competition and a full day of, you know i have to do perform right now
0: so jb what uh what are you really working on in your own riding and skiing this year because i know you do both and also what would you like to see yourself improve in as far as your interpersonal skills your teaching
1: so i'm always working on uh flat base skills um i was really hardcore into the carving and edging side of things for a long time uh, and it's not that I don't practice or enjoy that, but I think I've had enough um, focus in that category. And uh, um, so flat base, whether it's skis or my board because um, that's kind of the key to steeper, varied terrain, trees, crud, you know, moguls. And uh, sometimes that's the most fun because you get to experience some sensations that aren't there on just a regular flat slope. So on the interpersonal side, um, I think there's a, a big focus to uh, connect with uh, with my staff at Eldora. Um, I'm, I've really taken an interest in what their biggest professional goal for the winter is and personal goal, and uh, we've tracked it in our uh, software system, Flake, which is awesome. And uh, so now we can interact on a much greater level with uh, Follow-up and tracking of hey, how are we doing with your goals? This is this is why you came to work here. This is what you want to get out of the year. Let's make sure it happens. You know, you.
0: JB. I know you're busy, but uh, one last question. <laughs> you had an early opening this year. Um, how did that affect your preparation and everything for getting staff? And I mean, the area opened on November 1st, and uh, there were a lot of people out there. How did you guys deal with it?
1: Sure. Um, we kept on with the prep work and um, made sure we had staff available so that we could offer the guests uh, a fun snow sliding learning experience. Uh, it really helped that um, uh, snow maintenance and grooming built us a, a little mini pipe and started to get some learning based terrain built for us so we had. Uh, terrain to actually offer something uh, for beginners and, and early skiers and boarders, so that that helped a lot. Um, we reduced our offering, so we only provided uh, private lessons as a product, so that helped kind of limit, um, you know, what was going on. Um, the uh, the great thing that helped was we have such an enthusiastic and fired up instructor, SnowPro core, that they they were they wanted to teach they they were emailing and calling like hey we heard we're opening can can I teach can I get in there so that helped a lot and it let us focus c- still on the prep work that we need to do and are still doing now because the the uh, official date we were supposed to open was the 15th which still hasn't happened yet so we're still working on uh, finalizing some uh orientation all that fun training stuff and uh Uh, final recruiting uh, which I believe you might have had a big hand in helping us accomplish throughout the year Um, so we're just continuing to chip away Uh, one of the I think big things that helped was talking uh, with the staff every morning in a kind of a little stand-up meeting and reminding everyone just because it looks crazy outside and there are all these people freaking out like can't wait to get their pass activated and get going and on the slopes we don't have to buy into the, the image of chaos. We can be calm, we can relax, we can take a breath. What are we doing? What's our focus? Oh, we have these tasks to handle, let's, let's get on them. And if we get pulled away with a, dealing with a guest or helping the instructor, uh, excuse me, the snow pro get over to their lesson, no big deal. Just come back to your plan, you know.
0: And last question for you, what are you hoping to get out of this weekend?
1: this weekend uh the management seminar you know what i don't know i i didn't come in with uh any preset expectations um generally speaking in uh when we have like uh director's sessions or otherwise uh or if i'm in a session with other snow pros and they're you know it's cs1 or freestyle I try to think about what can I offer? You know, can I bring something to the session that might help it be better for everyone? Um, So I I don't really have any personal like, boy, I hope this happens. It's more like trying to be aware of where I could actually benefit what's going on with the activities.
0: JB, thanks very much for taking the time to chat with us. Appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. It was fun. From the PSIA ASI Mobile Studios at the Doubletree in Breckenridge, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.